If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, Gitsy did say that, that our listening to our podcast was the equivalent of an audio uh, orgasm. So I want to make sure that that got recognized because the man has a way with words and it's a pretty high praise. What's up, folks? It's another edition. It's hitting the high notes. Jazz talking as I, I am here. You can follow me on the Twitter uh, or X, Xer or whatever it is, um, uh, at Hootrap Superman. Actually, if you just want to follow for, for basketball takes, you can follow me at Jazz High Notes number two, at Jazz High Notes number two, the Hootrap Superman account. Basically, it's, it's, it's a Britney Spears account now. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's a good segue because uh, we're bringing on my Britney buddy himself. Uh, it is um, uh, the Squatches of Dragon. I'm a Dragon Squatch. What's up, man? Welcome back. Uh, good. Uh, good. Have, have, you, have you read the book yet? It's in my Audible. Um, uh, but okay. right now it's just a, it's a weird time for me to listen to audiobooks. Like it's uh, November or like after Thanksgiving, all my fantasy football pods kind of drop off. So I can, I can kind of listen to at that point. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, even though I'm a former educator, I'm a, I'm a famous uh, not reader. I don't like to read at all, um, right. which is a little contradictory. But you know, <laughs> if there's something that might make me break out the old book, it's a Britney Spears yeah, the, the, uh, autobiography. The, so. the Britney Spears autobiography. So number one, I'm, uh, you know, we're seeing the stuff about like just apparently Justin Timberlake's just trash. Apparently, uh, piece of uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So some people, some people knew that already. Uh, this is a, this is not a revelation to some people. Um, Michelle Williams reads the book, so it's, it is funny because like she kind of like deadpan reads some some of like Britney's stuff, and like there's like not really emotion there. She's like just a narrator, and so it's just like uh, I, I'm seeing like TikToks and stuff. So uh, it is interesting. Um, uh, the woman to me. So um, you know that's a, that's our book club recommendation. Uh, you know, maybe maybe, I'll, maybe we'll do that. We'll we'll put a little, like a little book club out there on Twitter. Like, hey, who's reading this book? And we can all read together. It'll be my first book club book ever. So, um. This is a, this is an awful segue to this, but um, uh, we are brought to you. Sorry, by I the... couldn't help it. You, see, you dropped the Britney Spears. Yeah, like, what am I going well, to come out of the gates with? I don't know. Where... I, I almost came, you go Britney. I almost came doing spin moves with my witcher knives in my hand. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it was. Do you think those? Hot. Do you think those knives are real or fake? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, there, there actually is a uh, well because DJ actually has it on audio too, and she's been listening to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, little, so there is a basketball connection there. Did you know that Britney Spears is like an avid basketball fan? Really? Like a massive basketball fan. I mean, like, I guess there's a lot of people in her family who played basketball. An uncle who's a 
legendary player in Louisiana, but she's like really into it. Because one thing the DJ thought was always so strange was when there was that weird incident with Victor Wembanyama. Remember when she went up yes, there? Yes, like, yes. She was like, "That's so weird. Why does she know who that guy is?" And then like, she said, "No, she's a." She's, she's always been a huge basketball. She knows ball. Fan, so that's, she knows ball. I don't know what she knows. I mean, I'm asking right. DJ to give to me secondhand. He really doesn't know ball either. So, <laughs> so, you know, so, so, do you listen to audiobooks? Or is, is that your thing? Uh, I've never done one before, but I'm, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I may actually pick up the book for this one just because if I'm going to read a book, you know, I should actually read it. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to read words on a on a page, uh, that's not Mick Foley. It's going to be Britney Spears. So. Yeah, you know, every 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 couple of decades, like to you know, complete a book. It's, you know, the, the bookography is very strange. There is some, there is some, you know, multiple versions of Chris Jericho's biography. Yep, there's yep, 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 the autobiography yep. of Malcolm X, which doesn't make any sense, but it was a good read. Um, uh, and our and our heartbreak here is that we are brought to you by the Believe Network and Bet Online uh, AU or. Um, uh, the last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with uh, every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time! Exclamation point. Head to the bet online today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, so, Logan, so, I mean, uh, books and... Uh, and believe, believe family bigger than I thought. There's some folks I realized that I followed on. Uh, somehow we've had this weird crossover with Memphis Grizzlies Twitter. And I've got a bunch of grizzly twitter mutuals probably from back when they were a likable bunch right <laughs> and i saw that one of the ladies on there was like a member of the believe network yeah. her name is, so i don't remember but i was i was like what a strange connection yeah i mean uh, <sighs> look i believe that like so we were when we first started part of a, a much smaller uh podcast uh network and now we're part of the believe which is uh, you know, just they're, they're on TV. They're, they they got a lot of stuff going on. So you know, it's, it's kind of nice that we're we're the, like their their Utah Jazz connection uh, part of it. So, um, and then uh, just just this week they put us in a group chat on 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 the Xer, and uh, so now I, I follow a lot of B League people. So it'll be nice to, to get some uh, opinions from across the league here. And you mentioned the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, the Jazz. Uh, we're recording tonight. The Jazz got their second win of the season. Uh, just a dismantling of that those those sucky ass Grizzlies. I mean, no John Morant, and that team is just Grizzlies. Grizzlies rough right now. Oh <laughs> like, five. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah, like 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 they're zero five, and like you watch them, and you're just like, okay, like like that that to me just kind of shows how important and good John Morant actually is. Like I think John Morant's probably a top twenty twenty five player in the league. Um, That's true, but well, the weird part was he's been out a lot the last couple of years, and they won without him. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, in some weird, uh, oh, some so, some weird anomaly, right? But I guess I don't know. They they they, they did lose uh, one of the Jones brothers, right? The, the backup point guards. Oh, they got some. Tyus Jones. I I I think I think what you were actually what you were actually getting at is that um and uh Mark of the two and threes. He's gonna hate this, but um Marcus is gonna hate this. That uh, uh Dylan Brooks is what you're saying. That well, without Dylan Brooks, is oh like they, shit, I yes. forgot about Dylan Brooks. Yeah, <laughs> Dylan Brooks. Uh, he was Marcus the smart right now too. He, he's the glue that brought everything together. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, the Jazz. I mean, nothing. How are, how are the Rockets doing though? I don't even know. I don't look at the Rockets. Uh, probably the same as the Jazz. Uh, I think they. I think the Rockets had a big win over the. 
the the Charlotte Hornets uh, today. So two problematic teams, basically. <laughs> Who's more problematic, for, the Rockets or the Hornets? For different reasons, right? Well, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, uh, let me see. The Rockets well, are well, maybe not actually. When you think about the coaching staff, right, right, the Rockets, so. right. Rockets right. are one and three. So. Um, just behind the Jazz, who are two and three, uh, nothing. Not, I mean, there's not much to say about the Jazz Grizzlies. Jazz one wire to wire, cool, uh, you know, really cool thing. I, you know, something I was something I've watched in the in the first five games. Um, our boy Utah Zone, John Collins and Laurie Markinen. Um, you know, I, I I always say, hey, go get go get go get talent, go get the guys that you want, and then you figure it out later. And here are the Jazz five games in, and the Jazz have. You know, two of their best players are power forwards. Uh, they have five shooting guards on the team. Um, it's all discombobulated. <laughs> like having Collins, I think having Collins, I think Collins is a, a talented player. I think Collins could be in the same tier as Laurie Markkinen. The problem is, I, I don't know if you can have both those guys uh, on your roster and and have them both be, both be at their full potential. Um, does that make sense? Uh, does that make sense to you? Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. I don't worry about that one as much as I worry about, like you said, the log jam at guards. And I think that's part of the situation because I think that, um, I mean, I, I guess in my mind, I always thought that Collins was a 3-4 anyways, but maybe I'm wrong. And I, I think that Markman has enough, I don't know, weirdness to his game that he can play a little three at times. And honestly, if you went, if you went small, quote-unquote, you could play them at four or five, right? So I think, I, I still think I'm not... I still am intrigued to see if there's any, like, you know, oh, my God, I almost said mad scientist. I almost threw it in my mouth. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, 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 I'm still intrigued by that. I still think that I, I, five games in, I'm not really super interested. I'm not committed to thinking that one's not a great idea. But, you know, it has to, it has to change from what it is now. But, yeah, the log jam, the log jam at the guards that all seem to be the same player replicated is, is probably my bigger concern. And the biggest concern that being that none of them are very good. I think we talked about it two weeks ago. I think that we talked about it with Jared before that. It's it's definitely a mid off. Like if you're if you're going to the Twitterverse to stake your claim on any of these guys' islands, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> you just, you, 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 <laughs> I mean, we're, we're just talking about five backup shooting guards is, is what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah and, and, and none of them are bad, but none of them are great, and they all have flaws, and they're all different flaws. But like. There's no way you can watch THT. I, and I get that he's Benjamin Button. He's actually 16 years old this week. But he's still – he's been the same player since he's been in Utah. Nothing's gotten better. Nothing's gotten worse. He's nearly the same guy every single time. So the, the age 22 thing um, really holds less and less weight by the minute, right? Like he's now how many years in the league? Four or five? Because he, he won a championship in the bubble, right? So this has got to be, what, year four or five? For him, yeah, uh, I mean, um, I don't know that his game is going to change tremendously. I mean, you know, we talked a while back when you had those inside sources because you were best friends with Colin Sexton's <laughs> uh, best friend, right? Um, I said, I, I, I didn't really have strong feelings about Colin Sexton, he's kind of forgettable, but and maybe it's like a very small Rudy Gobert effect where some people love him so much, I just start to go the other way, but like. I don't know what it is about Colin Sexton, but I just don't like his game. I just I don't like it. I, uh, so I feel f- like the way he plays, he's too small to play that way. He plays like he's a overpowering two three. He doesn't really have guard skills in like passing and distributing and yeah. The, fu- the funny thing is, like, I think there's I, some I think there's some Pat Bennett fake hustle in there too. I'm gonna say <laughs> it. there's some Pat Bennett fake hustle where he does this full court press shit and ends up fouling the guy. And the, fir- the first quarter of today's game. Um, because I was there and I was like, I, I was there with one of my um, anchors and I go, 
you know, like I, I, I really, I'm, I'm really rooting for Colin. I want, I want it to work out for him. But like, I feel like sometimes he does two good things, and then he does one, then he just kind of follows up with like, like three or four bad things. Um, yeah, not, 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 not our best night to do this when he leads up to the team yeah, scoring. But then, but then, um, it's yeah, still the same thing. Like and and and, that, and that's the thing is that uh, you know, like you have Colin and 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 JC who. I feel like their games aren't the same, but they kind of do the, sort of the same thing. Like you're, you're not going to be a lead guard with a con or, or JC. Um, and it's funny. Cause like, uh, there's those memes coming out, you know, the, the Gordon Ramsden me- memes of, uh, when he's like really like, he, you know, he, he, when he's on the adult, um, uh, cooking shows and he's like yelling at people, like, you donkeys. And, but then when he's on a uh, kid's chef show, like he's re- like really sweet. And it's like, Oh, you, you pour a little delicate flour and, you know, everybody hates Jordan Clarkson or like the other guards, and that's the you donkey uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay meme. And but Jordan Clarkson, it's like, oh, you you delicate flower. Um, uh, you know, we and it happened today. Like Jordan Clarkson got free for a breakaway dunk, and the crowd just erupted. I'm like, wow, this is so weird. Like they really love Jordan Clarkson. Um, and that's just a long way of me saying like, you know, I feel like those guys. It's the same thing with Jay, uh, uh, with the, the other JC, John Collins and uh, Laurie Markinen. Um, their their skills are not replicable, or not they're not um, uh, they're not the same. They're not they're not alike. But I just feel like you can't have those. You can't have too many of these same players, or um, it's just not going to work. So, um, and then you know you have you have Dunn, you have THT. Like everybody's okay at stuff, um, but they're they're not they're not great at anything. Um, you know Jordan Clarkson and Collins they can score. But they they also don't do the other things well enough that you want them to be your lead guard. Um, so yeah, the Jazz just have a lot of, a lot of just different log jams everywhere, um, and it's sort of affecting uh, players that we preseason didn't really think it was going to affect. Uh, Walker Kessler being one of them, uh, guys averaging only like nineteen minutes a game or something something crazy. Like he's not averaging uh, twenty to thirty, uh, and people are sort of bothered by that. Uh, they think his game's taking a step back and. Um, you know, Logan, uh, we we never said this on the podcast here, but in in a roundabout way, we were kind of like the hey, you know, like Walker Kessler was fine and good, but it, it was all the, the untouchable talk. We're like, okay, he's not untouchable, uh, and yeah, we even talked about like like you know like what is Walker Kessler's like ceiling, you know? And I, I kind of said Stephen Adams, and Stephen Adams is nice, but you know you you don't need to have Steve <laughs> Stephen Adams on your team. Um, so is there is there any um. Uh, worry about on the Walker Kessler front for you? Um, the Walker Kessler stuff is really weird, right? Like it's, um, yeah, it went from Walker Kessler's untouchable to trade Walker Kessler tomorrow. Um, it's, I've seen some folks, I mean, but then there's, there's still more defenders than there is, uh, detractors on his front. There's a lot of blaming other people. Like you kind of hinted at, it's it's the guards' fault because they're not good get, about getting involved in the action. Um, I've heard that he just didn't get a break from basketball because he played. Well, he didn't really play for Team USA, but he was on the roster. Um, I going back to the Team USA stuff is when I really started to like just maybe get my eyebrow up a little bit because he wasn't he wasn't playing with Team USA. Right, Bobby Portis is playing with him, right? Yeah, and it was interesting because Jazz Twitter predictably was in shambles because Steve Kerr is such a, you know, Steve Kerr is such a fucking idiot. How is he not playing the guy when they're getting beat by bigs? Because the teams they struggled with were with bigs, right? They just got outsized. Yeah, they just wanted to go after Steve Kerr. And I, and I get that it's like really fun and popular and like trendy and like 
to hate the popular things, right? Like it's really popular to hate Bill Simmons because he's so good at what he does. It's really popular to hate Phil Jackson because he's good at what he does. And so it's really easy to be like, Steve Kerr isn't a good coach. He's the most overrated coach of all time. <laughs> no, no, he's not. He's not. He's not. <laughs> I, I used to think the same thing about Phil Jackson when I was like 12 and I matured and realized that that's not really true. You don't win that many rings by just being bad. And so while those people were getting ready to blow up Steve Kerr, my thought was, and I think I tweeted this at, at Gets It uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I said, what if Walker Kessler wasn't good enough? Yeah. Like, what if he just wasn't good enough? Like, I know that we got really excited for him, but what if he wasn't good enough? And I don't think that anyone really would even possibly entertain that idea because we saw a young guy with promise, those kind of unrealistic unrealistic expectations creep in. And then plus, we again, we've got this really weird fascination and hard on in Utah for wanting centers to be great. And I don't know what it comes from, but he just, I don't know. Like he's, uh, his body language has been rough. Um, uh, his, his attitude seems to be just surprisingly sour, right? There are some folks sitting behind the bench. I think it was, uh, it was one of the marks. I can't pronounce his last name, but he works with, the with us. What's the, what do the Clintons work for? What's yeah. their, uh, Salt City Hoops. Yeah, yeah. He was said he was sitting behind the bench and kind of tweeted that out as well. Peronia? And then, uh, is, <laughs> yeah, is it Landon? Who's the Landon, the one who sits by the yes. bench and shoots up to He, he yeah. was saying, yeah, yes, yeah, sorry, not Landon. Jesus, Landon's a terrible name. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was he was tweeting, uh, saying his response was, I saw a similar things. So, yeah. you know, that's, I guess that's concerning. And Fr- frustration. What I right? found most concerning tonight is what I looked at is he played 18 minutes. Yeah. You know, and I think you touched on that too. He's not even playing a lot of minutes. I, so, the the uh, Jazz have just like the you know Kelly Olynyk just right now is a better fit with Laurie and uh, and and John Collins, um you know like like he like uh, Walker starts you know the, the the starting lineup is sort of a mess, uh, Kessler Laurie and uh, Collins start, and they probably play the first like six minutes, and I and I I don't have the numbers I don't uh, look at the data, just from the games that I can remember, I don't think those guys. Uh, play a lot of minutes together. They might start the second half. They probably do start playing the second half together. But, you know, it's a lot of combinations of the Jazz are playing three guard lineups a lot. Um, if Ochai's not playing small forward, it's like Colin Sexton or Chris Dunn's playing small forward. Uh, and then they're playing like Olenek and uh, Laurie together and Collins and Kessler. Um, but it's very rarely those, those uh, three bigs are, they start the game and then they don't really use them a lot. So, um, it's a little interesting, uh, and, and and I think again, it's the the fact that we have a lot of guys. Again, they they don't play the same. Laurie Markkinen and John Collins don't play the same way at all. Uh, but there's a, something about you know I, I don't think you can have both those guys on your team and be that successful. Um, and so, and, and that was what one of my big worries about Laurie coming into the year uh, is that if the Jazz go find somebody who's in a tier above Laurie. Does the can Laurie stay in that same you know second ish third ish tier that he's in, um, uh, um, and it, it doesn't come down to like us. I mean, I'm not down on Walker Kessler. Uh, I just think there's a lot, and you know the, the frustrations and stuff. It's understandable. I get it. Um, but part of me was just like you know last year when everybody was just like riding, uh, you know, Walker's metaphorical dick. Uh, I was like, he's good. I just, I just, but he's not Jokic. He's not Embiid. Um, you know, people were calling him a, a future All Star, and I was like, I, I just don't see it. Uh, you know, unless you're, unless you're like 
an offensively dominant center like Jokic or Embiid, I just don't I don't see it, right? And so, well, I mean, the, the, the bar. The, I think what got a lot of people was the effort was there because we love effort in jazz. We do Landis, love effort, and it's better than wins. Yes, he, <laughs> he, he was good defensively. Um, he had some of those Rudy Gobert attributes that we love to compare everything to. And I think the difference was is he showed signs of a better offensive game than Rudy, which doesn't take much. It's a really low bar, and that got people excited. But to your point, he's never shown flashes of like extraordinary skill like right, the bigs right. that transcend the game. He didn't, he didn't show a post-up post game like yep. MB. He didn't show a range. Or, yep. I mean, my God, Jokic is a goddamn point guard Yeah, yeah, um, right. playing center. So he hasn't shown any of that, but he did look better than Rudy. So it's like, oh, my God, he's got the defense and he can dunk, and now he's going to try to shoot threes. And, yeah. And uh, so, and still, so there was nothing there that was like, yeah, I think, again, I think he has the potential to be a good starting center, an average starting center, good enough if the rest of your team is solid to maybe be a championship team. But he's not good. He's going to be a Valanciunas, Stephen Adams level, right? And, and, and player, those, right? those guys are going to be. Yeah. Those, those guys that come to my mind because like those guys are good centers. Uh, you know, they're maybe a little outdated in today's game, uh, but man, those guys are good. Those people are very likable. Um, you know, no, no one has that bad thing to say about Stephen Adams, Valanciunas, some uh, in his, uh, uh, you know, a couple stints with uh, with his teams. People seem to like him, but they just don't impact the game. At, you, you know, you don't want them to be your second best player. Uh, but if you have like three, you know, if you put Valanciunas or um, uh, or Adams on a super team, like my God, you know, it's over, right? And those guys are making a minimum contract because um, it's all about like how much can you fit under the salary cap. Uh, everybody loves Walker Kessler when he's making a rookie scale contract. Uh, if he was doing what he did last year on, you know, a twenty million dollar contract, I think people would change their tune because um, uh, it, it's it's a it's a much different uh, tier to get to. So. Yeah, um, they did. They did. I mean, they've done it. Everyone does it everywhere, but they did but, it real quick on Royce. So, no, yeah. remember when Royce signed his deal, and everyone was really excited about that. Yeah. You just really invited me to pot. I said, watch. Yep. It's sure they're not going to love him as much. And sure enough, there was a lot more Royce O'Neill detractors yeah. that appeared as soon as you get paid. It's not as fun when you're the, the D League guy, right. the G League guy, yeah. and yeah. you get an invite. You said something earlier, and I was muted, and I was talking to myself. But um, <laughs> you were talking about your concerns with Lori and, and John Collins and bringing in a, a player. Above Lori's tier, you, so are you saying you view Collins in a tier above Lori? No, no. I think I think Collins could get to like you know the comps I always gave for Lori, right? And again, it's not about play style or like whatever. It's like where I think these guys are in the hierarchy of like top. Pick your number: 30, 40, 50 players in the NBA, and I always put Lori right right next to Demontis and Julius Randle. As and so when I made those comps, I was like, you know, I always say that, and maybe I didn't explain myself very well last year, is because I think those guys are really good, and you know, if they're the best player on your team, you can have a pretty good team. I just don't think those guys can be the best player on a championship team. Uh, but you know, Randall, Sabonis, uh, Laurie, all all stars, number one, uh, number two, I'm a, two of those guys were all NBA players. Um, so that, it doesn't mean you know, you, you say all NBA, and people are like, oh, that's a top six or seven player in the position or whatever, but. I, I think there's a little more nuance to it, I guess. Um, but I, th- I think John Collins could actually get to that same level. Like, hey, you know, if you have a John Collins on your team and he's your, you know, like like, like that Hawks team two or three years ago when, you know, Collins had that great year uh, and he was, you know, playing second fiddle behind Trey. I was, I was like, okay, like that's a pretty good one-two punch. Like you want John Collins to be like a Jaron Jackson Jr. guy. Uh, you know, like Jaron Jackson Jr. is obviously the second uh, piece in that Memphis Grizzlies uh, team. Uh, behind Jaw, and I think that's a, that's a good place to be. 
I just but look at look at the Grizzlies now with jo- with uh, JJJ as the main player. Um, it just it just doesn't work. So, um, so I, I guess I mean does that answer the question that you had? I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I think that. Uh, I mean, I think I view it a little bit differently. I think I think this is going to be our, our you and I's lower market in this year, where I was just continuing <laughs> to be hot on a guy and you didn't didn't want to go there. But yeah. I think I, I I will give you this: they, they, those two can't be the best players on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you still have to find that superstar. Unless Lori unlocks some unprecedented new potential or game, you'd have to do. You'd have to make the same jump from last year to this year, where you're like, "Oh my God, this guy is unstoppable." But right. I guess the way I view it is, if you got two guys like that, though, if you give me two, if you give me two Sabonises, then we go out and find a star somewhere. Then I, I like the, the the makeup of that group. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, like, yeah, uh, yeah, I just, yeah. I just don't. I think I was more on the fence last year with Lori. I want to convince myself that Lori's a really, really great player. But, mm-hmm. Um, with so much talent in the NBA these days, um, you, you know, we saw some things like you see you see teams, you don't see quite as many super teams winning anymore, which is fine, but all those teams definitely have those bona fide stars, right? Like those top five guys. There's still, it's still Giannis winning titles. It's still Jokic winning titles. So you still have to have that dude. Right. And, um, like, and I, 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 I love Lori, but I don't think he's got that dude in him. I just, right, right, right. The, the jump he took last year was great. If he could be in the – if he could be a borderline all-star, borderline all-NBA guy for the next five years, that's fucking awesome. And I, I, yeah, think, I think what people, not be the guy. I think what people take uh, offense to, because like he, you know, I think he's an all-star. Like he, he was, he was an all-star last year, uh, and you, I think he can make another all-star game. I, I don't know if he's one of these perennial guys, like you know, just you know, Giannis and Jokic and LeBron, like you know, Kevin Durant. Those guys are already pent. Like those guys are sharpied in on the all-star balance, right? Um, uh, Lori, you know, Lori's in pencil. Like you put him in pencil because yeah, he, yeah, maybe you know, like like in that uh, Boozer memo, mm-hmm. a little little more than memo, but like Boozer, where it's like if things break the right way and there's a couple injuries and you really kick ass the first half of the year, you're you probably got an all star game, but you're not going to be. Uh, I put him a little bit above those guys because he did nearly crack the All NBA, which neither one of those guys did. Yeah, but, I mean, he, he was close. Um, he was close. Yeah. Uh, I, I would that, again. I would like to see him do it for more than just last year. Uh, yeah. Um, maybe, maybe like Bradley Bill a couple years ago, or a couple, yeah, a few years ago. Uh, like Bradley Bill wasn't like sharpied in, but he was, he was pretty close. He was like he was in dark pencil. Um, uh, so yeah, just someone in that tier. Uh, but you still have to be, you know, to get to that sharpie area is is a is a pretty big leap. Um, yeah, and, you, you you did mention my Washington Wizards, which I love <laughs> and have a deep burning passion for. And I yeah. think this might be a decent transition for our next kind of topic here. But you know, I have seen a couple clips of the Wizards on the Twitter with Jordan Poole doing <laughs> Jordan Poole things and Kyle Kuzma doing Kyle Kuzma things. And I thought to myself, if you're going to stass, you might as well be entertaining. <laughs> and they're not going to be good, but at nope. least they're entertaining. And sometimes for the wrong reasons, right? Right. So, you know. uh, like it's funny the you know uh, Colin Texas best friend. Uh, he's, he's always like, "Oh, Jordan Poole's that guy." Like, it's like Jordan Poole is fine. Like he's a good player. He's he is definitely not somebody you want as your top five players on a championship team. Like he was great when he was cheap and with the Warriors, and he was playing behind Steph uh, and Clay. Uh, even when he was like starting next to Steph, like. I, again, there there are guys who are sharpies. Steph Curry, uh, Jokic, Giannis. Like you can put those those guys raise up 
everybody's around them. <laughs> and Jordan, Jordan Poole's a, a good offensive player, but like every time I watch him play, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I would not want to pay that guy, you know, the money that he's making right now to play on my team. So, uh, Wizards, the Wizards, one and three. Um, yeah, definitely don't want to pay him. I'm just saying, yeah, you know. Yeah, at least there's an entertainment factor. Whereas when we watch United with the Jazz, I'm like, I don't know what I'm watching. Yeah, uh, that's a uh, that's interesting. I get excited uh, or be sad? Because like, uh, you know, you, you we we had this conversation, you know, like just right before the season started. We're like, okay, what is it going to take for you to be uh, excited about this Jazz team? Like, does that do, do they have to be a play-in team, a playoff team? Um, and we, I think we all agree that like we we assume the Jazz are going to be good enough to be in the play-in. Um, and if they weren't, then we would, you know, we would probably be, probably I'm going to be a little disappointed. So, I mean, look, it's a little, obviously this is too early, but you know, it's always fun to talk about things that change in, in just two weeks. So a week and a half in five games in, um, how, how has your excitement level, I'm assuming dipped with the jazz? Hey, I don't know that it's, I, I don't know if it's dipped as much as it's just like when you asked me that question, I was like, oh, yeah, it's time to get back in the groove of yeah. jazz season, right? Like distracted right. by life, distracted by children, distracted by football, um, other things, you know? And so you don't really think about it. Like, wait, I got to – I haven't really had time to think about right. what I think about the jazz. Yeah, the, the and then I tried to break it down. I'm like this, 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 this kind of cloud started to sink around. I'm like, wait a second. Like, I don't know what to think about them. Like, mm-hmm. I don't – this group that they had – in the second half of the season wasn't good. And they and obviously they unloaded some guys in their in their last second attempt to tank, but it's like it's uh it's a group that's hard to understand and hard to know what their direction is. And I think my fear is is I know that they're two and three now and they need to break off these guys, but it's just I don't I kind of feel that growing sense of I don't know that I'm excited about this group. I I just don't know that I am excited for it. I think for the reasons we touched on the the weird log jam of four guards. And I, honestly, I don't like any of them um, is weird. Um, the, the Kessler stuff, sophomore slump or not. So you, you try to get yourself excited for, um, you know, Keontae George. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be a rookie though. So that's kind of, and again, I'm not going to j- jump that far yet. Cause it's only been five games, but it's, it's hard to, I guess you get excited for that. I guess there's some intrigue in Collins and Markham. and can they repeat, but that's, that's me basically saying I'm looking forward to, player development which is not necessarily associated with team success yeah team success um, yeah uh, so it's, it's kind of contradictory and i've never really been a guy who does get excited i mean i, I like to like to watch it in stretches but really at the end of the day you know if if um you know Keontae george goes off one game and the jazz lose you know i'm I, i'm still not i don't know that's just that's part of the core of my fandom is i like to see w's like right. i i Last year was the truest test of that because my brain absolutely knew it was the wrong thing. I knew it was the wrong thing. And this year I feel like I know it even more. Right. But I, I can't help – you can't help the way you feel when it happens. And when they, when they would win and play well, I realized I enjoyed that a lot more than, right. than losing. And I, and I get the analytical point. I get the other sides of it. That's just – that's why I enjoy the sport. So yeah. is it, that's it, not going to change. Is it um, – uh, uh, are you saying it's like last year's team was like just more fun to watch because – uh, they hustled. They were winning. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like like we talked about. We don't necessarily break down all the different nuances of the game, but right. and you know we'll get to this later. But I, I haven't really been able to watch any jazz games either. So yeah, that's true. Um, so, some of it's going off of clips I've seen and other people's opinions <laughs> and box scores. And, but yeah, um, we have to say that I did for crack it later. <laughs> I did crack the second half of um, the game before this where they lost to Denver. Yeah, 
Um, I found some workarounds, but um, it was, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just, when they're winning, it's fun. And even if they were winning in a boring fashion or exciting fashion, when they win the game, it's exciting. It's just, it's, it's just that basic for me, I guess, which I'm worrying. It doesn't, yeah. Doesn't require anything other than a win or a loss, right? So, um, uh, and so I mean, I mean, guys, where was this team last year? Like last year, we last year, I think people were ready to accept it. You know, last year people were ready to accept that this team was not going to be good for a few years, but they had to come out and you know go what was it ten and two in that first stretch and really um, set people's expectations. And they were fun; they were enjoyable. They just did it in the wrong year, and it cost them, obviously. Um, or maybe they did. Obviously, maybe that's the wrong word there, but it feels like they cost him. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit too. But uh, yeah, like the Jazz, um, uh, you know. So I mean, I said same thing. I was like, I think this is probably at least a play-in team. Like they're probably ninth, tenth. Um, you know, they're going to be right there in that in that little ten ten spot. And you know, they they've already screwed up their chance to. Uh, they already screwed up their chance to tank. So. No point in like you know going out there and tanking, uh, but then I mean, the first five games I go and like really like I I, I mean I get to the end of the games I'm like okay they they lost like in a year where we're not even supposed to care if they win or lose and uh, last year when they won I was happy or so last year when they lost I I was happy last year when they won I was not happy this year I'm just like meh either wins or loses losses I'm just like eh whatever uh, but I am excited you know like yeah we talked about Keontae George when Keontae George as well I'm like okay. Like maybe this is it. The Jazz maybe hit on one of the rookies, and you know it's exciting to see if Keontae um, uh, takes the next step. Um, yeah, we'll see if John Collins and Laurie or at least raise their stock to to be you know a tradable asset. Uh, you know, just th- there are other things, but the wins and losses just don't matter to me. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling nothing <laughs> for them because maybe maybe it's because I'm still just disappointed about how last year ended and the traffic they got and. Uh, yeah, maybe it's just, maybe it's just as simple as that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't think I'm ever going to go dark again like I did during the Gordon Hayward years when things were really bad. And I just did. I barely checked box scores, and I checked out the most I ever have. And like, yeah, it's kind of. I think I'm too invested now, just in general, because I think the older you get, I don't know, the older I get, the more I get into old people. Older, shit, like, older, older you get. Plus, I mean, I think now that you know, like, but like during the Gordon Hayward years, I'm a, you know, like you and I weren't really talking. Like we, I mean, we we used to watch jazz games in the Darren Williams era, um, uh, you know, in your basement, right? But then um, you decided to go move away um, and be a jerk, and yep. uh, you know we kind of lost touch for a little. Not I won't say lost touch, but we just, we didn't have the same like daily interaction of, of jazz stuff. And and now we have you know we have we have Xer, we have Blue Sky, we have all the stuff where we can kind of stay connected to other jazz stuff. And I think that's 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 maybe more the reason why you're not gonna. Go yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I've got more, I've got more layers intertwined now, but I just, I, I guess what I'm just getting at is how many revelations we're talking is just, yeah, I mean, some things are fine and okay, but like, I, again, at the end of the day, what, what stirs a strong emotion for me is a win yeah, or a loss. You know, it's like, if, some, if, if you hire someone to come paint, like you're, you got this, you got this room and someone comes in, a, comes in, you pay someone to come paint the room. And at first you watch them at first, you're like, Hey, yeah, this is kind of cool. Like, Oh, that's how they get around that corner. That's how they do that edge. Well, that's really cool. <laughs> but then, but then they start doing the boring shit, which is just like painting the wall. And like, when they get to the third wall, do you really need to sit there and watch them paint the third wall, or do you want to come back when the whole room's fucking painted? Like, I, 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 I love... guess this is the way. Is I guess I'm a little excited for, it, but I don't want to. I don't want to watch that. Like, if I'm <laughs> if I'm gonna turn it on, I'm I'm watching it to see something good. Like, I don't want to see 82 games of like, oh man, 
Deontay George took another small step forward. That was like I. That was geez, or, the... or even even worse than Lori Markkinen is still the same. <laughs> like, that was the it most. Be the pleasant surprise it is anymore, you know. That was the most elaborate way of um, the most elaborate metaphor of watching paint dry that I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, there's some there's some motherfuckers who love watching that paint dry, <laughs> and that's they get hard on it. And they, they tweet out video clips and they break it down. Some of y'all are just doing too much, you know. And I, that's the beauty of social media these days. You can get everything for free. Like these days used to be services you had to pay for or know somebody, but you can figure out how to, you know, change a tire on your car, fix a broken circuit. These guys are out on Twitter giving you their draft boards that are color coded <laughs> and then even breaking down film. And I'm like, first of all, how the fuck do you get the film? Um, how do you record over with your own? Auto? Like, it's all fascinating to me how you even pull it off. And it's, what I'm saying is it's not easy. It's like a, yeah. Like it's a serious hobby, and they're just they're into it, yeah, and the, the, for nothing really, other than just like maybe four or five likes and maybe a I, conversation I, about I, it. I think you and I were probably just born maybe like twenty years too late, <laughs> or too early. Excuse me, oh, too for early. Sure, yeah. uh, like we're, we miss all this stuff. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. Ninety three percent of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over one hundred forty million qualifications and preferences. Each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, Logan. So, uh, you know, I got great, great metaphor. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, the, 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 it's funny because, like, like I, I, as we're, I was like saying that thing about like us, like, I was like, I hope people don't think like we like we were like enemies for years or something. It just it just happens. You get older and friends move away and they just are out of your lives for a little bit. <laughs> so, just just how it is, you know. Yeah. No. There's no. There's no falling out. It was just life. Yeah. Yeah, especially, especially since I'm, uh, yeah. like, some people are, you know, if you're listening to Logan on this podcast uh, and you follow him on Twitter, there was, like, a, a real stretch of time, like, I want to say years, uh, well, definitely years, like, I was going to say, like, five or six years, where he just wasn't on social media. And it's really hard to, like, <laughs> like it sounds stupid, but, like, it's hard to keep track or not keep track of, keep up with people um, when there's not social media. <laughs> and I was true. Like, yeah, it's true. I was, I was like, I was like, oh man, like, uh, I'm like, oh now Logan's not, now Logan's on social media. Like, literally, like we started this podcast three years years ago, and I probably you probably would, would have been my one of my first choices to ask to be a co-host if you were on Twitter at the time, but you weren't. So you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I know. I, I was there, but I was a quiet worker. It was like you know, seven followers and just watching and yeah. learning. I was using it to consume my media and. It's a lot different when you're an active participant, like you said. You can keep up with what's going yeah. on. Yeah, so. you're, you're now you're now part of the, the part of the machine that you were working so hard to take down. So um, take down the man. <laughs> so um, we talked about being worried about Kessler earlier. A lot of fans are being worried about Kessler. I mean, you and I, I think maybe we're not we're not as worried. I don't know. I don't want to speak for you. I'm not as worried because I'm not. I never thought Kessler was like an all star level player. 
Yeah, um, we weren't as high on him, so we don't right. have like, the hopes dashed as much. Yeah, but, so I, I still yeah. think he can be good. It just, you know, right now we're, we're at game five. of Again, you know, there's a lot of new players. There's a whole new season. So there's going to be a lot of um, uh, uh, guesswork and tinkering that's going to happen uh, with lineups and stuff. So I think he's fine. I think Kessler's still a good player. I, I don't I don't think what we saw last year. And, and, you know, it is kind of, you know, he, he's frustrated with himself. He's a second-year player. He's young. That's going to happen, you know. And maybe he, maybe some of that frustration boiled over from Steve Kerr being such a jerk and not playing the best player on this team, you know. So, um, you know, that that's this uh, Kessler for you. But another player that people are worried about, um, Taylor Hendricks, you know, he's been signed to G League practices for um, uh, the last couple couple days, and people are like, oh, my God. Taylor Hendricks is not on the roster. He's practicing with the G League. He's not going to get playing time. And um, it, even in the blowout versus the Grizzlies, he didn't get playing time today. Um, you know, you and I talked about if he played a game in the G League, we'd be kind of worried. Um, has, has your stance changed on your worry of Taylor Hendricks? No, I, I, I continue to be more torn, which I think is what my original stance was, was like I think the people who were concerned have some legs to stand on, but I'm also there between like, you know, let's still give the guy some time to see what happens. And I think the perfect thread, like, encapsulated my confusion is uh, Josh, you know, one of our one of the most optimistic jazz fans out there, uh, <laughs> uh, was had a little thread going back and forth with Sarah Todd. And, you know, I, know I, I understand she's a she's a beat reporter, but, I mean, I, I respect her opinion and process, right? Because, one, she's not a fan of the team, and she's watched more basketball than I I – mean, she'll forget more basketball than I've ever even seen, right? So I – I, try, I value her, her opinion. She was very strong in the belief that it wasn't a big deal. But Josh made a lot of valid points too when he's shooting back. They're like history doesn't show that. And so I do. I just. I, it's. It's. I don't remember the last time I had a tug of war so strong on a player because I've got no clue what his game is like. I have zero clue because I didn't do my own scouting and have my own big board or watch UCF games, which I mean, I'm sure everybody was. But um, so I, I don't know what his game is like. Um, I know I've been told he is supposedly in that Collins uh, marking and size position range, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a potential other log jam. So, I mean, I don't know. But at the end of the day, like you and I talked about, um, dudes that are dudes are pretty much dudes from the beginning. Yes. Um, so, I, I think he couldn't play tonight, too. I think I said, I haven't been on Twitter much lately, but I think I saw someone say he, he and Sensible, I couldn't play today because they'd already been assigned to the G League or something, so they weren't even active for the game or something. Well, they were recalled. They, they were recalled before the game, so they were oh, active well, on the roster. Well, they were on the bench, but they also had practice for like three hours earlier. So, you know, well, you I know. mean, still they did kick the shit out of them. They didn't get on yeah. the floor. It was a little bit weird. <laughs> you, well, you got, you got to get Fontecchio on the on the floor. Um, yeah, and, and, and the more I think about this, like I don't. I don't buy into the G League refs thing because it's a lower level, like you said, it's a lower level of competition. It's not yeah, like the NBA. Yeah. So I guess it's better than sitting alone and doing nothing. Yeah. And like in the NBA, they don't really practice. So Will, I guess you Will just Hardy said it today. Your friends. Will Hardy said it today. But, like I mean, they asked him, like they, and, and he said, "Yo, they we, they we want to get them, like the best thing to do is to get live reps for these kids." Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, um, yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah, me too. Can't you send them down to the local? Can't you send them down to the local? rec center on the road and have them play five on five against a bunch of <laughs> high level borderline college guys. That's how I they mean, did. I, that's how they did in Space Jam. So I'm just saying, I don't know. That, I don't know. The G League's weird. I mean, I guess it right. keeps them playing, and, but I mean, I, I'm confident that they're not running the same sets. They're not playing the same level of competition. It's just about letting them keep playing basketball, I guess, right? right. So, and I, I think that's, you know, look, we made the point already that the G League just isn't 
up to the level like like you know you know I remember that I know I know the third you're talking about. Sarah Todd said the G League is running the same system as the Jazz, so you are, they are getting sets or uh, reps running the the Jazz oh, they are. sets, All right? right. Well, like, for the Jazz, there's a couple different franchises who don't have direct links. That's so. no, that, that is true. So, um, uh, but uh, again, like we just we we have the data. Like nobody that you know, no no top ten picks that go through the G League has turned out to be anything uh, worthwhile. I think it has turned out to be anything special. Um, and it, why is it special? I mean, like all star level special, and uh, you know. But again, the Jazz had one out of three picks, and it looks like one's going to hit. So that's that's a pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean. It, it, it's not to say that all of them come in from game one and start and play. Right. But they all are at least sitting on the bench somewhere. Yeah. And, right? Like, they're not – they haven't been demoted to the G League, I guess. And so, so I guess I my process in it – and, you know, I, I, I don't scout college basketball. I don't do this. and But you know what I do do? I'm a gambler. I play Powerball. I, 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 play, I play Mega Millions. I, I'll buy a scratcher. I'll, 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 I'll go roll some craps in Vegas. Uh, I'll throw a hundred bucks into a into a slot machine. So how I view this Taylor Hendricks thing is, look, the Jazz had a chance to give themselves some odds, right? Um, they could they could have lost more games. They could have tried to figure out a way to lose more games, and they just did it. Okay, I, I made my peace with it. That that is something that happened. They couldn't they could not get a a better pick than the ninth pick in the draft. Um, it made me sad. It made me angry. Uh, but you have to just, you know, sometimes accept life for what it is. Uh, okay, so number nine pick. Like, the the chances of them getting a home run uh, uh, at pick number nine versus pick number one was, was much smaller. Uh, you know, like, you know, getting getting a home run at pick number one is hard enough. So, you know, t- telling me that, you know, eight spots later, the chances are just drastically different. And you know I accept that as well, uh, but that is to say that there's a, there's a non-zero chance it could happen. Uh, you know th- th- there are guys that get picked later in the draft. Uh, Steph Curry's the, the the you know the I think the perfect example is Giannis, right? People that love throwing the Giannis in there. Um, uh, if there's any other names in there, go ahead and throw them out there. But you know these are the type of guys like okay, cool. Uh, Giannis is sort of the template that I'm, I'm using here. Like Giannis was a guy that got drafted. Uh, had a lot of raw tools, um, didn't really blow up his, his first uh, year, year and a half, uh, and is one of the best players, you know, a, a perennial MVP candidate. Um, and he went he went a lot later in the draft than people, um, uh, than, than, you know, you know than the, than the Lucas, than the Kevin Durants, than the, the LeBrons. Um, so the thing is that that, that, that Taylor Hendricks lottery ticket, it's, it's like Schrodinger's cat. It doesn't mean he's done <laughs> just because he hasn't played yet, uh, just because he hasn't played significant minutes, just because he's not, he's not doing what Victor's doing, just because he's not doing what the Thompson Twins are doing, um, just because he's not playing as much as Scoot Henderson. It doesn't necessarily mean yet that his career is a bust because his career is over. It's an unknown. So that lottery ticket is still there. Like, um, uh, you know, we, we didn't hit the Powerball in week one. Okay, cool. I still have nine more draws before that ticket's expired, um, and so that's how I that's how I look at it. Like, I'm willing to give it a little bit of patience because I don't want to be like, all right, this your, you know, he didn't do anything, you know, do do the McKay Pearson thing where oh, this guy's a bust, right? 
That's a, that's an interesting package because as I was listening intently, I was like, oh my god, who is already saying this guy is done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When you started that story, right? You were like, oh, he's already done. Like I was like, oh god, maybe I'm being more negative than I thought. God, you're really negative on it. But then you <laughs> took a nice little journey there to where there might be more potential. Yeah, like... I think I think for me the thing that gives me the most anxiety is I have this therapy session with you is. I think it's still the unknown. It's like mm-hmm. it goes back to like, do I understand? Do I think that? Do I think that summer league is important? No. Do I think preseason is important? No. But the problem is like he didn't play any of those things. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so like he's this giant mystery of like, right. what is he? And this team is okay, but this team is definitely not like Wiseman trying to crack the fucking Warriors. I mean, it's the Jazz yeah. who might be a 500 team if things break well. Yeah. And so it's just really weird that he. I don't know. That, 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 I guess that's the part that gives me the most. Because, like I said, I'm, I'm, I truly am somewhere in between. Like, maybe, he, you know, let's give him time. But, the, you know, history doesn't show that it's great. But then he's just a giant mystery. Like, why? I mean, just, just, uh, it's almost like Hardy's just fucking with us at this point. <laughs> he's just like, I'm not, I will not play him. I'm going right. to make everyone really upset. Wow. I'm going to take away your Janus Plus. Um, <laughs> take away your like, and like, uh, look, Sorry, I, was like, proje- I was projecting a little. Right, projecting, my, yeah. My Ryan Smith and, and the, like, the part of the Sarah talked. Uh, thing was like, look, they already they have Laurie, they have John Collins, they they have a hard time enough already trying to find minutes for those two guys. Uh, Taylor Hendricks plays the same position, uh, so so maybe you could say the Jazz drafted the wrong position. But you at number nine, you draft the guy that you think has the most potential to be something. Like we we don't judge guys off their first game, off their first ten games, off their first, you know, it's, the, it's their whole career. Again, if if you judged. Yeah, and honest, was Collins on the Collins was Collins even on the team when we had the draft. I don't remember that all shook down. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I, I think he was, but um, uh, yeah, or it I wasn't official, was. but he everyone knew he was on his way. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. And so, um, and so, like you again, even like again, it's, it's Schroeder's cat. The, the, that metaphor I came up with like right there, like five minutes ago. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, like you know, we, we don't really know yet. Um, there's a log jam, and there's, there's a lot of things going against them. Like, look. If if I were to bet here now, you know, over under half a All Star game for uh, Taylor Hendricks, I would have to bet the the under because that's where the smart money is. Uh, but if you're a gambler, man, like if you if you if you, if you told me there's you gave me a hundred to one odds, uh, half a game, I'm like I would take I would take the over because like I'm like, all right, cool, it's a long shot, but if it hits, man, I'm I'm making some money, you know. Um, um, so it's a long shot. I, I, I'll say that, but doesn't mean it's over. Doesn't mean the ticket's expired. So, um, yeah. So that's how, that's how I feel about Hendrix. So it may, maybe it's giving me more Zen uh, to deal with you know the, the bull crap that, that's happening uh, in, in in that regard. Uh, but yeah. So ho- hopefully somebody goes and aggregates my Schrodinger's cat analogy for, for Taylor Hendrix there. Um, and you mentioned Jazz Plus. Um, let, let's finish with you know we we. We try not to be the most negative jazz podcast out, out there, and this one is not a good episode of that. But there's some, still some negative emotions that we have to th- talk about. And, you know, Jared and I tried our best to convey the frustrations of Root Sports, Jazz Plus, Ryan Smith. Uh, but now you're here, Logan. Uh, you are literally affected by this. Um, how? I mean, number. Take us through the process here. You know, the day before the season, life is good. We we literally, I think, got done the week before. Like, you know, four or five days before doing a podcast going, all right, well, Ryan Smith, like, we don't like to give him his due, but he finally did something right. Like, you know, got got league past the, uh, you know, and then the day before the, the season said, no, fuck off. Never, said, Sorry. 
Yeah, like 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 I told you before we started, um, I it was I I hadn't finished the last half of that episode, that pod that we did before he took it out from us. It was painful to listen back to how I was sort of giving him credit. Um, I, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have multiple venting sessions on this since then, being on Twitter, and then you know, for your reading pleasure, go check out the article by Ryan Miller on KSL. <laughs> If you'd like to, if you'd like to, KSL dot com slash sports, right? Yeah, I mean, I was like, I don't know how this works, and I, like, I never took, I never talked to Ryan Miller in my life, but I was like, I started trying to be really, really, you know, calm and balanced, and by the end, I was just fucking yelling, and I just, uh, I wasn't swearing at him because he was a stranger, but right. I think he did a good job of capturing my frustration and rage within his article. Yes, he did. Um, it's just a really, it's just a really fucked up thing to do. Um, the timing. Like, like, like we, I said, there's, there's a number of things that are terrible. I don't need to rehash all of it, but essentially we had been told, and this, this is the part I didn't realize either. Cause I was just excited that we had NBA league pass, but what I've seen multiple times on Twitter is Ryan Smith actually said, go get league pass. Um, so that's frustrating. And he offered his half-assed olive branch, which was, um, you know, send me your screenshot. DM your receipt. DM me. Yeah. I, I, I have a little rant on that one too. Yep. Yeah. So he, he gets on a press conference and does what he does, which is I'm going to handle this right now, which is he doesn't have an answer. So what he did was he heaped a whole shit ton of work on some poor employee of his who has to sort through this now because Ryan Smith isn't personally handy. It's someone else who got to deal with this rat's nest that yep. is send me your dms i said that i said that last episode we also too. learned that you can't do that so he says send he didn't even say dm he says send me what the fuck does that mean so everyone assumes it's on twitter dm him so some folks get on twitter and they try to dm him and guess what they're not verified twitter users so they can't even dm him <laughs> and so my new, my new jump in how do i get it to him what does it mean first of all the message is so vague what do you mean right. send it to you what does that even mean and then it's you know and then it's come to find out all right. Well, he can't. Even, his that, that offer doesn't even help me because Jazz Plus has never come in this direction. So I can go get a league pass refund, and I think that exists in the world to get a league pass refund. Um, and that that might be okay for people. The 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 seventeen people. That's the thing that pisses me off is this rollout only helped like seventeen people. Like the people, like you said on the the episode last week, already had and had it through, through K Jazz or Jazz Plus. He rolls out this new expanded territory, which is just like four miles north of where it already was before um, and pats himself on the back for it all the while saying, Oh, but you do have other options now too. And this other weird middle range is there'll be, you know, Kubo is going to carry KJAZ. Okay. But the rest of you, like the majority of you in the populated areas, um, the city areas that are affected by this or entire States for that matter, like Montana, half of Washington, half of Oregon. I will correct you guys from last week. It's, Eastern Washington and Oregon, not Western. Oh, well, yeah. But, uh, um, I don't, I don't know. You know the, po- the heavy, heavy populated areas were just got screwed. We were because NBA league pass was a hundred bucks for one team, 150 for one, devi- one, devi- one, one device, one device, multiple, multiple not, even, not even one team, sorry, multiple streams. I can watch every team. Right. Devices. And it was great. Yes. And so then he decides that he's going to do this and roll it out. And now my options, my only option that exists now is to go buy direct TV package or go buy Fubo package and pay, you know, we all like to throw out the nice number of $70. It's not $70. We all know what it's going to be with fees and taxes. It's going to be closer to probably 85 to 90. I'm just going to round up to a hundred to get that package. So instead of a hundred, $150 for six months of the NBA, I now need to drop six to $700. Um, he can, I mean, that's, 
that he did his, his help again help nobody this new expanded territory was mm-hmm. minuscule which i don't think anyone's really touching on is that he had this expanded territory which really isn't much at all um it was unnecessary if you're going to pull a rug out from under us just let us figure out the hard way but don't tweet out a message the day before the game doing a victory lap over fucking us over right. nobody got it better nobody no nope. nobody got it better the mm-hmm. people who had league pass before who are eligible for Jets plus they didn't get it better mm-hmm. even if they get a, a straight swap who they get one nba team mm-hmm. for the cost of all the nba teams. so <laughs> yes. you, we'll say dollar wise it's it's a wash but yeah. for me viewing it's not a wash but the, the rest the, of us the got Jazz, screwed on a much higher level the jazz plus nobody YouTube got content. it better yeah. <laughs> yeah nobody got it better not a single person again if you want to go financial wash, okay, fine. But the seven people in Idaho Falls yep. had to swap it out straight across. There's no more. There's not a bigger financial hit, but they could have watched every NBA team now. Now, now they can only watch right. one. Especially on so an I app view that, that, in my mind, is a slight miss. Especially but, on, an, I mean, not that League Pass is the perfect app, but at least it's been around for a while that, you know, some of the bugs have been worked out. Jazz Plus is a brand new app that, you know, already has a few people complaining about certain things. Um, it's, it's a fine app to start off with. But you know it's not it's not on every device. Um, a, lot, a lot of people who have Samsung devices can't can't actually use it, um, uh, from what I hear. Because um, you know I'm not, I'm not paying for Jazz Plus. But Samsung is um, the Apple devices that can't use it. I think it's Samsung one, it works, but Apple it doesn't. Yeah, work. one of the, uh, Apple would be even worse because every who who doesn't yeah. you know, every has Apple TVs or whatever. Like it's like well then you have to get a Roku. Like you, you can't you can't even use an Amazon Fire Stick, which you know fair. I mean Fire Stick is usually behind anyway, but. Um, that, that's that, that's all to say that look like he, the you know we we are sort of the we we shit on Ryan Smith um uh, uh podcasts, um, but then he does stuff like this where it's like yeah well now you see why we shit on him, <laughs> you know he's a, yeah, fun, he's I mean, a you, you, is he the worst owner in the league no, but he's also the owner in the league that like makes it seem like he's doing everything for the benefit of everybody else, um like he 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 tries to be your best friend he tries to. And I'm sure he does. He does do a lot of things that are like charitable and stuff. But he does stuff like this too that shows that look, look, it's not all, it's not all gravy, folks. Um, yeah, I, I think your your point you made on the pod last week that I wasn't able to join you guys on is he hasn't really proved anything yet. Yeah. yeah. But from the second he bought the team, everyone had a lot of connections to that. To where, oh my god, I could be that guy. I could. I'm right. a Provo too. I wear my hat the same way. I'm a tech bro too. <laughs> Um, and so it was exciting, but he hasn't, he, he's plucked, again, he's plucked a lot of low hanging fruit. Um, but I, I think the jury's still out. Look, um, if he, if him and Danny H figure out how to put a championship roster together in the next four or five years, then, you know, come back, aggregate us and yeah. tell us how stupid we are. But, you know, as of, you know, uh, uh October, November now, geez, November 2nd, 2023, like what has he done? What, what has he really done? Um, you know, like the, the again, the his, his, his major his major rollouts have been flops. He's done some good things, right? Like you said the, the the Dwayne Wade thing was good. The, the scholarship thing was good, right? Pat McAfee is debatable. I like Pat McAfee. <laughs> There's a whole shit ton of people who don't like Pat. Apparently, McAfee, it's so that, weird. That's, that's been a polarizing response. But but really, the the Pat um, McAfee like after here's the thing. Not really like if, if people were like people need to talk better about Utah. Pat McAfee talked the shit up about Utah, the state. The jazz even on his show the very next morning. So yeah. that stuff that stuff mattered. But but uh, okay, that's true. Now I'm gonna take a little because I got to push back on that. Okay. Why was Pat McAfee here? Did it have anything to do with Ryan Smith? 
Uh, no, he was there for the football team on the hill. Is why he right, was there. Right, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, so, I mean I, he, well, he said good, I, I, good, good for him for taking advantage of the circumstance, yeah. I guess. But what I'm saying is that that was like a, that was a byproduct of something else being successful that he was able to capitalize on. And, well, but, but I think that's good though. Like he, like you know, Ryan Smith saw an opportunity. Like, hey, this guy's got a voice. This guy's got, you know. I mean, look, there's a whole lot of people, you know, there's a whole lot of sound bites. Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, you know, all, All-Star Weekend about people shitting on Utah. And that that hurts, quote, unquote, the brand, right? Um, so to have at least, you know, the Pat McAfee voice going, you know, hey, shit, the Jazz are pretty cool. Hey, shit, the state of Utah is pretty cool. That's just a little bit on the other end, right? Like, okay, cool. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess so. Some of you all still care about that. I just don't. I mean, you're, that's true. It's better than being shit on. But I... Do you, here's what I will ask you. Do you really think it's plausible in our lifetime that that image gets so flipped that people actually want to come to Utah and play professional basketball? Do you think it will ever get that far? So I think I think there's a larger problem with the NBA is that the NBA has like five desirable spots and the the rest, the 25 of us, are all playing by different rules. So no, I don't because you know it's just yeah. And again, not, again, I'm, I'm saying that some of it isn't even Utah's fault, right? right? I'm not right. blaming it all on Utah. It's, it's I'm just the, saying that. The NBA's marketing Does it even matter. Yeah, um, but um, it is um, it is just nice to have. I, I guess uh, some positive stories to push back against uh, all the negative stuff. Uh, but you know, again, it, it, like Larry Fitzgerald was at the Memphis game tonight of all things. <laughs> so I don't know what <laughs> Ryan Smith is doing. I was like, uh, you got pointed out to me. They're like, hey, Larry Smith, Larry uh, Fitzgerald's down there. I'm like, okay, is he? Is, is NFL coming to, to Utah? What's going on there? So, um, that's my favorite. That's my, that's my favorite, favorite next jump is that we're going. We're getting all the major professional sports. Yeah, right, right. Well, you guys are getting it. I don't have anything. You know? Yeah, There's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no Boise. Uh, all right. Well, um, uh, yeah. So you know, Ryan Smith. We, we. I mean, I'm sure we'll have more rants because I mean, the, the part about that uh, Ryan Miller article that uh, uh, KSL.com wrote about you uh, specifically <laughs> was that um, uh, like the root sports thing was. It's, it sounded like it was more like last second, and the reason they did it is because I, I, I'm going to misquote it, but it felt like you know, uh, you know, I'm trying to summarize it was that they thought they were going to get more fans by being on Root Sports than by uh, then by the fans that they're going to lose by getting rid of their league pass. Like they knew it was, it was a cautious decision. Like, oh crap, we we're we're um, uh, we're canceling these people's league pass. Like they knew, they're like, yeah, we're gonna cancel these people league pass, but it'll be worth it because we're getting root sports in people's homes. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that that that, that support early on those days, I wasn't understanding. Took a couple of days and a couple of different articles and a couple of different people explained to me what that meant. But um, it's also wrong. Um, that, that's true. It is more accessible to people because they, they, if you look at the raw numbers of hey, the people in this market, there's only let's just say for for speaking's sake, there's three thousand people in the Idaho area, and this this area has been blocked out. There's 3,000 people there that own that, that buy League Pass or signed right. up for League Pass. But there's, you know, in that whole geography, there's half a million people. And have, if we like, know that Fubo has Fubo is, is Kano, broadcasting yeah. to 7,000 of them, right. that, that the Jazz are now an option for 7,000 as opposed to 3,000. Right. Yeah, but that, that's assuming they're all going to go turn it on and watch yeah, it. And, and uh, why would they? I just, I don't, yeah, TV uh, doesn't work the same way. But the best part was is that the best the best part was I don't know who the guy was he's a new he's a new mutual Idahoan who's raging and we're, we're I've never seen him on Twitter before but now we're following each other but the next day he tweeted out an article 
about how Adam Silver is saying this, the NBA is concerned because the young fans don't know how to find their product. <laughs> and the juxtaposition of that, where they're, the Jazz are defending why they did this because it's now available in more homes, is fantastic. Like the guy said, I, I wish I could remember the guy's name, but yeah. this isn't TBS anymore. This isn't cable TV yep. where kids are at home all summer long and only have you know 23 channels and they flip through and watch it. It doesn't work that way anymore. People, what, who, when is the last... When was the last time you turned on your TV and you just scrolled to see what was on? That's a good point. My daughter has never yeah. done it and she never will do it. Yeah. When's the last time you just flipped through the channels? Yeah. Maybe the last time I did it was when I was in a hotel and nothing else was working and I was bored. Right. I might flip through the channels to see. Nobody flips through channels anymore. Who You turn on the TV, you turn on your stream, streaming app to find something specific. You find what you want. Yep. You don't just scroll. Yeah. It doesn't happen. If only if it's only, not going to happen with the next generation. Ari doesn't even know what a fucking commercial is. She calls it an <laughs> advertisement that pops up for three seconds in her YouTube video. She has no concept of how TV used to work. So, anyways, uh, I mean, it's uh, it's it's interesting that I, I wish the Smith Entertainment Group would hire some company that can go and like you know ask people's opinions on stuff like this. Source so they, data for me, for data, sure. Yeah, so um, uh, I don't know, just... It's wild. If, it's just wild that they can't hire. Yeah, if only there was something out there for them to use, so... And that's the part that makes me just so... I think <laughs> that I go from anger and rage to just, like, laughing. Like, you, you got to be kidding. <laughs> the man built his billions on, on right. a... And, and, and again, good things have happened, but some of his... He's had some gnarly flameouts right. with this stuff, and it's just like... And all because you didn't check with the consumer first. So Because I, I don't know. I still don't know if he did this thing with us because he didn't know like you made a good comparison he's he, he started the fire then he put out the fire i don't right. know i don't believe that's intentional i just think he, he doesn't know any better and he should know better before he does these things and no one's telling him that hey this is a bad idea this doesn't work <laughs> yeah. just, when you're a billionaire boss, when you're a billionaire you don't have to be forward thinking you just have to be able to to pr your way through it so which is wild because they wouldn't become billionaires if they weren't that way at some point. Right. Yeah, like, awesome. yeah, but when it comes all... to running an NBA franchise, like you said, it, there is no correlation. Being a successful, being successful, right? Owning a team is, and, and, and by all means, if his, if his goal of success is the bottom line, he is going to be doing yeah. well with that. But that, we can judge success differently because all the owners are billionaires. Sports. They're all billionaires, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there are billionaires in the NFL. There's billionaires in NBA. Uh, a lot of these billionaires were fans of the team that they're they're that they own. Uh, it doesn't make a difference, <laughs> you know. You just got to figure out the way to. to uh, and in the NBA, I think it it comes down to making sure you have a top top tier star. And so hopefully the Jazz get that someday. Uh, Logan, that was a that was a lot of stuff there that we got through. So a lot it of work. Wasn't a half hour we talked. About. Yeah, and it was not like. <laughs> <laughs> we have to put it. We have to put a mid roll break in it. Uh, all right, so um, uh, we you know get five games in. Jazz are two and three. Are excited. Uh, I'm glad that you know. I, I do love Twitter rallying around and be like, well, you can do this, this, and this, and like to have <laughs> like they're giving you ways of like you, get, you have to buy a 30 foot HDMI cable. You have to do this. You have to do this. So um, it's, <laughs> you saw that too, though. Oh yeah, it's not, it's, it is not the like the, this is like one of the I see this like all right, cool. Everyone has committed this in, in some way or in form. Like let me tell you, let me tell you how to get around this. <laughs> so yeah, so so okay. so yeah, it's just a PSA for the people at home. VPN isn't as easy as what you think it is. No, but there no. are ways to work through it. Yep. That's fine. I'll, I'll give you that. You can figure it out some yep. nights. Uh, second of all, as Sarah Todd and others have pointed out, there are, you know, illegal streams that you can watch. Yep. There's also a way that maybe you can group, you can all get together the group of people and, you know, and seven pay. of you can split the cost of Fubo, which is also not what Fubo wants to do. So again, sketchy. Yep. Yep. But, and I'm not going to worry about the sketchy part. 
the bottom line is this, who none right. of us should have to right. do that. Why? I want to give you my money to consume your product, and you, I, but I have to draw the line somewhere. $700 is the line. Yeah. You like, know? Like, uh, again, Nick, uh, like, like, I think you said, like, you're making it hard for me to give you money. <laughs> like, yeah, what, what other businesses, stupid. like, what other businesses, like, all right, cool, like, you know, you, you know like, yeah, you're right, Fubo can't be happy about, like, all right, so many people can watch Fubo at this yeah. time, you know, but. Yeah, oh. the, 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 stuff, the, the stuff that's happened makes me most angry. The, the, the secondary thing that pisses me off more than that is all the people who will. And, and not, not the people who are, you know, trying to helpfully offer up. I get that's helpful. Hey, here's a helpful suggestion. It's the people that are condescending about it and say, <laughs> yeah. oh, a VPN is hard. Get a VPN. Just or do this. this they're, they're still, you know, illegal streaming services still exist. Or you could do I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. And I can do all those things. And I've done all those things. And I will do all those things. But again, <laughs> the point is I shouldn't have to. And even more than that, I shouldn't have to do it the day before the fucking season starts. Wow. That was a. We are. We are. Oh, and, and, and the last thing. And the, yeah, 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 just the last thing that pisses me off. No real steps on how to resolve any of your problems, right? It's yeah. not like, oh, hey, you're really fucked over. Here's step A. If you if you live here, here's step A to get it corrected. B, C. Yeah. It's just this big mess again, where right. it's like, you know, people are trying to do resources. You, you don't even really know what your options yeah. are until. You know, the sleuths have gone on the internet and figured out the best possible way. It wasn't that Ryan Smith got on a video and gave you steps one. Hey, if you're in this zone, do this. Here's how it happens. If you're in this zone, here's this. Yeah. Here's, Ryan here's Smith was like, hey, hey just, here's a link to get your league pass cashed right. out. Okay, Ryan, that's fucking Ryan awesome. Ryan Smith was like, like hey, hey, we know we're fucking you over. Uh, and, you know, like you said. Like, I don't think he did, though. I think he was just so foolish. <laughs> I, I really think to his own to his own. I think he was just ignorant enough. He didn't know. I don't. I don't believe he's that malicious. I, right. just, he has, I think he's just clueless. Yeah, he, he's no he idea. is clueless because, like, again, like I told that story about the the All Star party or not the All Star party, the uh, the draft party. Uh, how my company was supposed to, you know, was trying to say, say, hey, we're partners with you. Let's partner together and, and put a jazz draft party together. And was told for months that nope, not gonna do one, not gonna do, one, not gonna do one. And the day before, Ryan Smith gets on Twitter and like, oh, people want to have a draft party. Weird. Let's do it. Right, and now you know interns and everybody have to have to uh, uh, go and try to put everything together last second. And again, same thing. It's like, hey, you know, hey, we know that you know, you, we we do know that your your league pass is not going to work now. You know what? Email my intern, and um, uh, you know, someone who's working for the Jazz for college credit, and they'll go through the emails and take care of it for you. So. That's just again billion champagne problems. When you're a billionaire, that's stuff you can do. So, um, well, I think I think I'm uh, you know shout again shout out to all the people who followed me on Twitter. Uh, they should be just following the the, the right account, Jazz High Notes too. Uh, shout out to Brett Hine, uh, Roy High Royal, uh, the the uh, KSL Sports um, game night game of the week is going to be at Roy High, and he was like, hey, we should have who tramp behind the camera, but I'm like I will be somewhere else, so I will not be there. Uh, Sarah Hildebrand, um, uh, you you tweeted her out. Uh, she was trying to give away some Laurel tickets today's game, which apparently was really easy to get. Uh, Larson, yeah, and, and uh, Sarah, awesome because, well, she offered those tickets up to me in the DMs and said I could have them if I wanted them, but I wasn't able to take them. So, oh, yeah, like thank you to nice. Sarah for it quickly jumped on it and shot it out to the world to see what else was there. So it's cool to see that community come together for yeah. us. So. Um, uh, Roy High Royals. Uh, so Lars tweeted like the the game. Like he said, Laurel Bowl tickets were like twenty five bucks to get to get tickets to this game, uh, and I was there. Like the, it looked ninety ninety five percent full. So I was like, okay, well, even with cheap tickets, people people are still going on a random two Wednesday night to to go watch uh, jazz and 
the John Morantless Grizzlies. So uh, anything else in that, in that notebook of yours that we need to hit? Yeah, I do want to uh, I do want to shout out as well. Uh, Alma Bean has a new oh, podcast. Yep. Uh, what is it called? The Highlighter Highlights. <laughs> uh, Aggie fan Dan, uh, you know, sent me a DM the other day and said, "Hey, part of the Jazz Pod co-op?" Question mark. And I'm like, "Sure, we'll take anyone who will join us." Right. So, yep. um, I don't even know. I, I don't know if it's an official group anymore, but it was cool to see that uh, that Dan was still thinking about the co-op and wanted to make sure that Alma. Be, and Alma's awesome. I mean, I, you see him on. He does a good job of covering the the Jazz. Yep. So I met him give, uh, uh, over the summer, like in person. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not sure if you. I don't. I don't know. Like I said, yeah, we're we're officially saying you're part of the Jazz Pod co-op. So you have no choice now. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. The twos and threes are coming back, um, supposedly. So that's, that's what we nice. hear. Yep. Um, uh, we, I, don't we, I don't know if I, I don't know if I believe that or not. <laughs> yeah, but they've been gone for so long. Uh, Jazz Gals, R.I.P. Um, uh, you know, just I don't even I don't even see the Jazz Gals on Twitter anymore. So yeah, I don't see them at all. Uh, period. Uh, yeah. No. So um, uh, they, they've moved on from the Jazz Pod Co-op. Uh, we we need a we need a Boy Links type podcast in the Jazz Pod Co-op. So. Um, uh, I mean, Gitz did say that that our listening to our podcast was the equivalent of an audio uh, orgasm. So I want to make sure that that got recognized because the man has a way with words, and it's a pretty high praise. That's that's um, our that's our us. that's our bumper. I thought I was going to do something else for our bumper. That's our bumper. Um, uh. <laughs> I, and, and just one more question, like, and I, I don't know why I can't get it straight in my head. But is it pronounced? Is is it Arn or Arnie? Like every time I think I've got his fucking name right, Arnie says it differently. You guys said it fourteen different ways. Okay, fuck. Did in I my say, brain, he's Arn. Well, yeah. I have these ways you can't deprogram it, no matter how many times right. you try to get it right. It's like it's just to me, I see it as Arn. I, I met him at that you golf. You guys said Arnie. I'm like, who are you talking about? I met him at that golf uh, thing uh, a couple years ago for the Utes, and he's like, I'm Arnie. I was, I was like, oh, I've been saying it wrong the whole time. So. See, yeah. Arnie is a Arnie is a much cooler name than Arn. Like I will give you that. Arnie is a badass name. The problem is in my brain I already right. programmed you know, it as yeah, Arn, and so like I can't deprogram it. Like sorry, uh, but it's like being called Hugh and Who for for years. So, well, yeah, um, that, that one's just fucking. <laughs> Anyways, but at least I'm trying. It's just, right. You know, yeah. Exactly. It just it just happened. So. Uh yeah, good good podcast. Look, I'm glad that you know. I'm, I'm sorry that you've had a long work day. Um, uh, go enjoy some um, uh, some wrestling, and uh, you know we'll come back here next week and talk some more jazz. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>